Welcome to Life Study of the Bible, brought to you by Living Stream Ministry. These programs are based on the ministry of Witness Lee and his 21-year-long crowning work, The Life Study of the Bible. We'll include excerpts from his spoken ministry, which focuses on the enjoyment of Christ as the divine life as revealed in the Bible. We hope that through these studies you'll be brought into a deeper enjoyment of the Scriptures and of our dear and precious Lord Jesus. You can contact us by sending email to radio at lsm.org or reach us toll-free, 888-LIFE-STUDY. Now, let's join today's program. The New Testament book of Hebrews shows us a kingly and majestic view of Christ in his priesthood, offering, ministering, and saving. These three functions of our heavenly high priest will open up our heart and uplift our appreciation of God's full salvation. This is the Life Study of the Bible with Witness Lee, a program furnished by Living Stream Ministry and based on the ministry of Watchman Nee and Witness Lee. Today's message comes from 1976, and Ron Kangas has joined the program today. Welcome back, Ron. Thank you for having me back and for giving me the opportunity to fellowship concerning the indestructible, divine, eternal, uncreated life of God. Ron, that's a mouthful. We're going to make you say that again before we're done today. Ron, we have another program today dealing with the priesthood of Christ from Hebrews. And this book devotes much time to this topic. What is the significance of the high priest to us as New Testament believers? Without Christ as our high priest, we have no way to go on in the Christian life. If we want to go on to advance in the Christian life according to God's revelation, we need to see that Christ is our high priest and we need to avail ourselves of the benefits of his heavenly priesthood. The focus of the book of Hebrews is on the heavenly, high priestly ministry of Christ. Unfortunately, the vast majority of believers, if they know anything at all about Christ's priestly ministry, know only that Christ is typified by the priesthood of Aaron, that he is the priest who offered himself as the sin offering to God for our redemption. Please don't misunderstand. This is basic. This is marvelous. But this is only the ground floor, the foundation. The burden of the book of Hebrews is that we would all advance, go on, from this ground floor to the upper story, to the top floor, and recognize that Christ is our high priest in other aspects, and we'll cover these a little later. So Christ being the high priest is absolutely crucial for our going on. But there is something even more important than our advancing in the Christian life. It's God's purpose. It's God's economy. It's God's heart's desire. Apart from Christ's heavenly ministry as the high priest, 
God has no way to carry out his New Testament economy for the fulfillment of his eternal purpose. Without Christ's high priestly ministry, we have no way to advance and God has no way to fulfill his eternal purpose. So both for our sake and for God's interest, we should really open to the Lord and to the Word and to this ministry to learn more, appreciate more, and experience and enjoy more of Christ as our High Priest. Ron, let's join Witness Lee with this life study today from Hebrews. This indestructible life is the very essence, the element of the constituents of Christ's priesthood. According to the whole scripture concerning the matter of priesthood, altogether there are three aspects. Number one, the priesthood of Aaron, Aaronic priesthood. The Aaronic priesthood is the first aspect of the whole priesthood in the Bible, ironic aspect. Then the kingly aspect of the priesthood. Then the third aspect is the divine aspect of the priesthood. Ironic, kingly, and divine. When we get into the Bible, we can see the ironic aspect of the priesthood is for offering sacrifices to God, mainly to offer the sacrifice for sin, the sin offering. You just put the one word offering after a runic aspect. Then the kingly aspect of the priesthood is for ministering God himself, who has been precious to be our life supply. Kingly aspect is for ministry. You just put the word ministering after kingly aspect. Offering is with ironic aspect. Ministering is with kingly aspect. Now, with the divine aspect of priesthood is saving to the uttermost. Ironic aspect is for offering. Kingly aspect is for ministering. And the divine aspect is for saving. Offering is to solve problems of sin. And ministering is to bring the process God to us for our daily supply. And saving is to save us. Saving is to save us from what? From death and all environment of death. 
Ron, the Christ that we see in Hebrews is a priest according to the order of Melchizedek and according to the power of an indestructible life. That's verse 16 in chapter 7. We've heard that his priesthood is in three aspects. Review these three for us and point out just where in the New Testament we can see these three aspects. It's good to review these. And we should review them and consider them until we're deeply impressed. First, Christ was a high priest according to the order of Aaron. This means he was the high priest offering the sacrifices and the offerings. According to Hebrews, the central offering is the sin offering. This is basic, and actually the book of Hebrews assumes this and is founded upon it. Christ as our high priest, as typified by Aaron, made purification for sins once for all and is sitting at the right hand of God in the heavens. The book of Hebrews is concerned, therefore, with the second and third aspects of Christ's priesthood. The second is what we call the kingly priesthood. The kingly priesthood fulfills God's original purpose that we created and redeemed human beings would have the triune God ministered into our being as life for God's corporate expression. So based on his priesthood as typified by Aaron, Christ in his kingly priesthood is ministering the processed and consummated triune God into our spirit for God's economy. Yet there's a third aspect, the divine priesthood of Christ, which is constituted with the indestructible divine life. In this aspect of Christ's priesthood, the Lord saves us, not in the common sense of saved from perdition, but he saves us from death and everything related to death, and in particular, the byproducts of death. Ron, let's go back to more of our life study with Witness Lee. Christ's kingly priesthood is just to minister the process God to all of us for our daily supply. This, I say, was God's original intention. And this could only be accomplished by Christ the kingly priesthood. But before this being accomplished, sin came in. So there's a need to solve sin. To solve sin's problem was not something originally intended by God. This is something added in due to an accident. And the accident was that sin came in. Sin came in due to the fall of man. So here you need the Aaronic priesthood. Aaronic priesthood was added in to solve the problems of sin. By this you can see Aaronic priesthood was not something so initial. 
It was something added. As we have the kingly priesthood to fulfill God's eternal purpose. Plus the ironic priesthood to solve the problem of sin. Then why we need the third aspect? Why then we need the divine priesthood? Yes, sin is over. But sin caused a tremendous result. Yet, in Romans 5, you have sin. And you have also death there. But you and I, we understand death just in the narrow view of our human concept. Let me tell you, death in a broader way in the Bible includes what? Includes vanity, corruption, and even your sign. S-I-G-H-A-N-G. Your sign. Groaning. So we need the divine priesthood. And divine priesthood is what? It's just the presence of life. And the divine priesthood is the absence of what? Death. To save to the uttermost. In Hebrew 7.25 means to save you from all your groaning. To save you from any kind of vanity. To save you from all kinds of corruption. To save you from all kinds of decay. Oh, we all need to be saved to the other world. Today, our level has been elevated. Our level is the divine priesthood. And the divine priesthood is constituted with what? With the indestructible life. The whole priesthood, the divine priesthood, is constituted with life. So this priesthood is able to save to the uttermost, to save all of us into His perfection. Where there's no sign, no groaning, no decay, no vanity, no corruption, no bondage. Ron, this may seem like a small point, but it struck me in this section that even our natural understanding of the word death is quite shallow. We need to be enlightened even in this area if we're going to gain a proper appreciation of our salvation, don't we? We certainly do, especially if we are to experience what Paul calls in Romans 5.10, being saved in his life, and if we are to go on to experience what Paul calls in Romans 5.17, reigning in life. Our understanding of death, as our understanding of all other spiritual things, is based on the divine revelation in the Scriptures. When Paul speaks in Romans about the body of this death, he's talking about a body that is weakened to the uttermost because of the element of death. Death is not just a matter of the extinction of physical life. Death, which has its source in Satan and which came through sin, has a number of other aspects. It weakens us. It brings in decay. 
and corruption and groaning and sighing and issues in a sense of vanity and meaninglessness. If we grasp this understanding of death, especially as it's revealed in the latter part of Romans 8, we will see that even death is a matter of our present experience. The Lord in his divine priesthood desires to save us from our condition, our situation of death. He wants to deliver us from vanity and meaninglessness. The fact is, much of the lives, if not most of the lives, of the vast majority of Christians are lived not in the enjoyment of the divine life, but in the suffering of death. We desperately need salvation, not only from perdition, but salvation from every aspect of the death that pervades our fallen being. Death is being dealt with by Christ based on his resurrection and in his ascension by his divine high priestly ministry. So we need to open our being to the present divine high priestly ministry of Christ and we will experience the infusion of the indestructible life to save us from death and all its aspects. This is not merely our teaching. This is our testimony of our day-by-day -day experience through the Lord's mercy and grace to us. Let's rejoin Witness Lee for the conclusion of our life study. Let's come and see. What is the indestructible life? Which is the very element of the divine priesthood. This indestructible life is just the life of God. In the whole Bible, this term, the life of God, is only used once. That is in Ephesians 4.18, which says... All the unbelievers are alienated from the life of God. The unbelievers are alienated, are cut from the life of God, but we are not alienated. We are attached, we are joined to the life of God. It is an eternal life without limitation of time. Without limitation of space. It is super. No time element. No space element. It is eternal. This life is just Christ himself. And this life has not only all function, abilities, capabilities, but also a wonderful person. This life has a wonderful person. This life has been tested when Christ was in the flesh and the earth. Thirty-three and a half years. This life there has been tested. And the end of the test, you know, Pilate, the governor of the Roman Empire, made the last three tests. At the end of every test, he declared, he said, I find no fault in this person. The life which we have is one that passed through all the tests. It's perfect. 
So this is called the indestructible life. Nothing can destroy it. Nothing can dissolve it. The resurrection life. There is a difference between life and resurrection life. Life means it has not been tested by death. It has not passed through death. But resurrection life means what? It means it has been tested by death. And it has passed through death. And it has been proved that death can do nothing with this life. This is the resurrection life. Our life today is not only a life, but a resurrection life. This is the life that we have. This life's reality, practicality, and actuality is just the spirit. You have the life, you have the spirit. You have the spirit, you have the life. You can never keep these two separate, one from another. This is also the reigning life. We are not only being saved, now we are reigning. We have a life that entrances us, the life of the tree of life. This was the life at the beginning. In the beginning of the Bible, even in the beginning of time, the life was there. And this is also the life in eternity. In Genesis 2, you have the life at the beginning. In Revelation 2, and Revelation 21 and 22, you have this life for eternity. No beginning no ending. This is the eternal life. The life of the tree of life. Well, this is the kind of life we have today. We all have to see this, to enjoy this. Remember and realize fully that the divine priesthood of Christ is constituted with this wonderful life. And this is why this life that constitutes the priesthood is the saving life and the reigning life. And this is also why this priesthood that is constituted with this life is able to save. Able to save to the uttermost. To save us into his complete perfection. Ron, we've spoken many times about how this life study of the Bible takes us much deeper than just the surface or shallow teachings. This message today, particularly this final portion, is a marvelous underscoring of this fact, isn't it? Nothing is more important than life. Even on a physical plane, we all treasure life and abhor and flee death. Without life, the universe is vain, it's barren, and this earth is vain and barren. So this ministry, in keeping with the focus of the Bible, emphasizes Christ as our life. And nowhere is this emphasis more evident than in this particular message, I feel. Now I want to make just one point, uh, speaking out of a real burden in my heart, 
as a brother in the Lord. What God emphasizes most, that is, eternal life, we believers tend to ignore. Today, people want prosperity. They want miracles. They want healing. They want Bible knowledge. They want theological expertise. We do not demean any of this. But what the New Testament emphasizes is our absolute need, day by day and moment by moment, for the indestructible life of God, the fulfillment of God's eternal purpose is by God's eternal life. Our advance in the Christian life and our building up the body of Christ in life and our functioning as members of the body in life are, by definition, dependent on our personal daily experience and enjoyment of Christ as life. So I would remind our listeners again, it is with this vision in view that we call this the life study of the Bible. It is a study, but the goal of this study is to unlock, to release, and to impart the revelation and experience of life. This is on God's heart. It was on Brother Witness Lee's heart when he gave all of these messages. And it is on our heart today. Oh, that the children of God would have a radical change in their spiritual values and value most what God values most. And that is Christ as life imparted to us for the fulfillment of God's New Testament economy. Ron, thank you very much for your fellowship today. The final portion was one underscoring. I think your final word was another underscoring today. Appreciate your involvement. Thank you very much. And we certainly appreciate having you as a part of our broadcast each and every day. We believe that we're all coming to a realization day by day in these messages of our need that matches God's need in this realm of life. And with that, we joyfully bring you each of these life study programs. We continue tomorrow with another life study message with Witness Lee. For Ron Kangas, I'm Chris Wilde. Thank you for listening today. Thank you for listening to Life Study of the Bible with Witness Lee, brought to you by Living Stream Ministry. Witness Lee spent seven decades in the 20th century speaking Christ, first in Asia, and then North America, eventually all over the world. The culmination of those 70 years of ministry was his Life Study of the Bible, an exhaustive exposition of the entire scriptures. This unique commentary focuses on how Christ can be life to man, in an experiential and practical way. These programs encapsulate Witnessly speaking, but to get the complete riches, visit lifestudy.com. From there you can read all of the Life Study messages in their entirety, 
or download any of our more than 1,700 audio programs at no cost. Again, that website is lifestudy.com. Thanks for listening.